1: Even better, gore listeners can use our code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you.
0: Creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. They have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back, no questions asked.
1: You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber Skincare.
0: It's the Game
1: of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses.
0: This This is is the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game Game of Roses.
1: Obviously, we all care about followers. That's just part of this franchise. And obviously, I'm like excited for the future possibility of making more money, but I'm not, like, I would have got there on my own. Like, I have an entire, like, master's degree in marketing. I think I can figure out how to get a few more followers. Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case.
0: This is Bachelor Clues. And what a couple of weeks we have had within the nation. So much open gameplay speech, so much talk of strategy and whether a you should.
1: Rule book. <laughs> there is no rule book. Here's the rule book.
0: Some people think there's rule books, some people think there's
1: not. Is it a game? Is there strategy? The answer is yes to both of these. If you want to know the best strategies in this game that have been honed by Bachelor Clues and I using statistics, you can pre-order our book, How to Win the Bachelor, right now, wherever you get your books.
0: But you should do it on Amazon.com. That will help us climb the Amazon rankings chart, which will only help our cause. The problem with all these players coming into the game just ram shackled, trying to do whatever strategies they've cooked up in their brains right before they step on sand is that they didn't do a hyper binge like we did we watched episode one of season one all the way through season 25 episode 13 in order on two times speed over the course of two and a half months and from that we gleaned all the important statistical information we used that to derive strategies theories all of it is in that book how to win the bachelor if any of these players had been able to pick it up, I think we'd be seeing a very different result on sand.
1: And if you think that the show conveying that it is very for TWR to come in with any sort of plans or strategies, if you think that's going to deter people, that is also wrong. We are going to see more and more people doing this once the book comes out January 18th.
0: Oh, for sure. Once the book is out, I can't imagine anybody goes into the game without at least being aware of it, without at least flipping through a few pages. And then once they see, oh, here's how you play night one. Oh, here's how you play a group date, a one-on-one, a fantasy suite, a hometown, literally anything. Here's how you make friends in the house. Here's how you form a dynamic duo. Here's how you do this type of limbo exit. Once people see that these are statistically the best ways to do each of these things, you're going to see some very interesting play happening from that point forward. So (laughs) if you want to be ahead of the curve you pick up this book now. You pre-order it. Again, Amazon.com, How to Win the Bachelor. All the links to it are in our bios. Or wherever and all that. you
1: get your books. And keep your receipt number because something might be coming up where you might want that.
0: We are going to be doing some giveaways and it's going to be through a website where you're going to have to upload a picture of that receipt or type in your receipt number. So just keep your email with the receipt and you might be able to use that to win some very special things we're going to have autographed copies of books we're going to have special one-on-one zoom meetings with pace cases myself and we are going to have a very special prize that we're going to give out to one person we cannot even tell you what it is one person will know what it is when they receive it so hopefully i mean they're going to love it whoever gets it is going to fucking love it that's all i can say about that And now that we have all of that business out of the way, Pace Case, are you ready to dive into week five, episode eight, the dramatic conclusion of the Brendan and Piper saga?
1: Absolutely.
0: Here we go. And now, Pace Case and Bachelor Clues proudly present analysis of play in this week of our beloved game. This is Game of Roses. All right. So this episode opens. The first thing we hear in the promo is Natasha Parker saying, My Paradise Experience has been based on lies. LOL. No shit. The entire (laughs) show is a lie. Everything we're watching is a lie. That this show is meant to help people find love, and it is not, in fact, a Machiavellian system of traps and... Pitfalls that all these players have to navigate, set up by producers specifically to cause them turmoil. That is what we're really watching. It is a lie.
1: Daybeds of lies that you are making out on top of. We also get the setup that this is going to be a red wedding type scenario, rose ceremony that's coming up tonight. Nine guys and fourteen girls, so we're going to have five heartbreak edits coming right up. Natasha repeats this itm about her experience being based on lies. Demi suggests that Brendan didn't get the same treatment as Chris Conran because everyone likes Brendan.
0: Justinia says she's upset that she was a pawn in Chris's game. And the truth is all of these players are pawns in the producer's game. That's one thing that we really don't hear many people talking about on either other podcasts. Certainly it's not going to be in the show. But this idea that these situations develop It's the producers who are staggering player entrances or making them go on this date or that date, or as we're going to get to in this fucking show, they just manufacture a rose out of thin air to keep one of their favorite players around. They can do whatever they want. So nobody's a pawn to the different players' machinations. It's the producers doing basically all of this.
1: Yeah. Brendan and Piper and Chris and Alana are just as much pawns. I mean, I'm sure they gassed them up and were like, "Oh no, it's fine. Like, Piper will be here soon." Or and I'm sure they said to Alana and the other four new players, "You got to make mo- make strong moves if you want to get on to Sand tonight at the tight ass party."
0: Totally. And even just from the the very beginning of all of this, the producers are acutely aware of the fact that Piper and Brendan are dating outside the show. They know that When they're coming in, they then make the decision. Well, we'll put Brendan on first. We're going to have him show up day one. We'll hold Piper back for a couple of weeks so that Brendan has to tap dance. He's going to have to figure out a way to stay here. That'll be great. So he'll Uh either form a true relationship with somebody or use somebody to stay on sand. Either way, it's going to be fantastic when Piper comes in.
1: He's our new Baylock guy. Exactly. They have
0: purposely designed that situation to cause the most amount of stress possible. And it winds up being Natasha Parker, who is the target of it, who then is going to be rewarded for being the target of it. It's, it's such a Machiavellian crazy fucking scenario that we're watching.
1: Yes. And it happens every season it's on Paradise. Great. Like I this. love it. <laughs> we start the cocktail party. Titus comes in and he's like, oh, remember my tight ass party? That was great. But Alana left. What happened? And Jasenia explains to him. People came up with plans to come on Paradise. They wanted screen time. They wanted followers. And I feel really robbed.
0: This is our first idea that a bunch of players now, it's not just going to be Natasha saying the experience is based on lies and I've been robbed. Jacinny is going to jump in on that too. And this is, in my opinion, this was one of the biggest mass victim plays that we've ever seen. Players right and left all night tonight We're just fucking like, I deserve more. I can't believe this happened to me. I'm a victim. My experience was taken away. It's victimization left and right. Everybody's trying their hand at that play.
1: Titus then says, you all came here with intentions of finding love, right? If you're already in a relationship, that defeats the purpose of coming here. Hope they learned their lesson. Five ladies are going home. Bye, everybody. Don't avoid Cupid's arrow.
0: And then Demi has this ITM where... She says that Chris only spent a couple of days with Jacinia, but Brennan is way worse because he spent weeks with Natasha. Now, literally in the last episode, Marissa Gunn said that they'd only been there for five days. What am I to fucking believe? Something's cut out of order or Demi's not telling the full truth. She's making the situation worse or seem worse. I don't know what the fucking timeline in Paradise is ever, but it's never coherent. Mm-hmm. What they're saying is not matching up. So you want to talk about Brendan coming in and being like, oh, he lied. He only said he hung out with her a couple of times, but it was actually 10. It's like, who the fuck is lying here? (laughs) How much time has actually passed? I don't know. (laughs) I have no fucking idea. It's like the Twilight Zone. And the producers are cutting it to make it confusing. Only using the longer periods of time to describe Brendan when it serves their narrative, or if it's a shorter period of time to serve this narrative. None of it makes sense.
1: You know what I would like next BIP season? One player should mark with a tally on Sharpie on their arm. What day is it? Love that. And just casually, like, you know, it can be small. It can look like a tattoo. But then you can visually tell us what day we're looking at.
0: That's fantastic. I love
1: this fucking Mm -hmm. idea.
0: Please, if anyone's listening, DM us and we can tell you how to discreetly do this and flash the camera with it every once in a while so that they don't know what you're doing.
1: (laughs) maybe i should cut this out of the podcast (laughs) no absolutely not
0: i want to see this shit the tally marks now we get a conversation with a group of people it's gsj Jacinia, deandra marissa riley demi and natasha demi and Jacinia theorize that the reason people aren't pissed about brendan is because the guys really like brendan and natasha lays out the facts for the group brendan lied about the amount of times he and piper saw each other preseason he said it was casual But Piper contradicted these things and GSJ ITMs that they played a game and somebody else had to pay for it. And again, I'm like, (laughs) did he know her for fucking like two years? Is he like getting a divorce in a marriage? They barely knew each other. Who's paying for anything?
1: We also cut to this shot of Brendan and Piper shit talking, the disgruntled female saying, Brennan saying relationships are often at the expense of someone else who wanted to be one person or or one another you know this is really like life you know and Piper says you fully had an opportunity to get back out there stop being a child about the situation you win some you fucking lose some
0: and then Natasha goes on to say she was completely manipulated Demi thinks that Piper and Brennan have wasted everyone's time and they should go although she literally did the same thing the prior season she came into I, the season <laughs> with a full relationship and then got the producers to bring that person into the show so she could continue dating her, and they championed her. That was the hero story of B.I.P. season six.
1: I could not believe that Demi was joining in on these conversations. I mean, I get it that it was part of some sort of Hail Mary, <laughs> Blaze of Glory strategy to like blow shit up when she feels like she's going home, but... She literally did it last season, the whole season, and I guess you're hoping that it's been two years, maybe people forget, or because it's the first same-sex relationship the show has had, that maybe that's different, or for a greater good.
0: Well, I think you can tell the vibe is different. When Demi did it, the rest of the players weren't pissed, and I think it might have been because it was same-sex, and they- he wasn't pissed he was hurt and just kind of like well whatever that's how it goes but i think everybody on the beach knew that this was like a turning point in the game it was going to be the first same-sex relationship and that that was going to be championed Mm -hmm. by the show so to try and go against it or play victimization because of it would never work out this is a completely different situation at least in terms of that they can all tell like they're complete they're forming a fucking gang they're marching through the sand with gs joe in the fucking lead and everybody else is behind him which is fucking crazy to me and she can tell like they're on the shitty end of this stick i need to be on yes. this team not that team
1: you want to be aligned with first male sand grocery store joe and demi itms that she is brennan piper Y'all are already in a relationship. Obviously, they came here so they could get more fame, more followers, more clout. Clout-chasing motherfuckers. I just, when anyone is talking about clout, I'm just, it. I want to, my brain is exploding.
0: Me too. Delete, Delete your, your Instagram account. account.
1: GSJ and his gang of disgruntled females walk down the beach, Jessenia ITMs. If you're trying to come to paradise with a plan, it's not going to work. Everything comes out eventually.
0: And then portion two begins. We hear Demi say as she marches behind Joe... All right, Joe, are you going to lead it? And he says, I will lead the conversation. Why is this happening? Grocery store Joe has nothing to do with any of this. He's in a successful relationship with somebody else. I don't see why he cares about it at all. But more specifically, why is he the one leading the charge here? He's not involved in the Brennan and Piper thing. He's not involved with the Chris Conran and Alana Milne thing. He has no personal involvement in any of this shit, but he's leading the charge in all of it. Is this... He's something- the
1: grandfather of the show.
0: At this point, he's becoming that, but is it the producers spurring him into that role to get more screen time? I don't understand why he's the ringleader of all this always. He has no personal investment in it at all.
1: No. In fact, SP, Serena P, doesn't even come with him. She doesn't even make up this gang.
0: (laughs) That's what I'm saying. It's like, shouldn't he be spending all of his time with her? And if he is... The producers have to pull him and be like, hey, come on, we need you to come be in this conversation. And I do think that it's a double-edged sword for the company men, the hosts of all the podcasts. I think they're going to give you a good edit. And the cost of that is you kind of have to do whatever they want. You have to fulfill whatever narrative role they need you to. And in this case, I think for him, it's ringleader. I'm
1: very curious what the origin of this is. Or they're like, he knows everyone, he can be a good mediator, he's got a lot of success in um, groceries, restaurants, which bring people together with food, you know, so <laughs> you can find common ground with anyone.
0: Yeah, just open up with a conversation about pizza, you'll be fine. So, grocer Joe marches his gang up there and he tells uh, Brendan that everybody's pissed because it seems like they were already in a relationship. He and Piper and Brendan explains that's not the case. They hung out with the New York crew. He brings them up in groups and then together two or three times, but they're not in a relationship and he was hopeful that she was coming he says he tried to get there with natasha but there was no romance and natasha claims that is not what this is about and demi god him if he was actually open to meeting anyone else and then marissa just point blank says did you see piper the day before you left and he's like oh uh, did i see piper the day before i left he's like trying to fucking buy time but then yeah. he knows he's caught and he's like yes i did and yes <laughs> he then says he's had more time with piper there in paradise than anywhere else and there's no other way to get that kind of an experience and he says I know you guys wrote the rule book on relationships in paradise to which demigod issues the firm rebuke fuck off when again <laughs> she did literally the same thing
1: Tiendra then brings Piper into this says Piper should have a chance to talk she came in here to see you and that feeds into it like she didn't ask anyone to chat Piper I couldn't be more clear that I came here to be with Brendan didn't realize there was a rule book that said you can't come in here with the intention of meeting somebody I had the intention to meet him Debbie meet him how dare you? Piper, meet him, explore this relationship more. Demi, you could have done this back at home. Piper, any of us could have done this back in the real world. I thought this was like a very, <laughs> you know, it is true. They all could date in the real world. And she says, this is an opportunity to completely focus on the relationship. And I thought that was a good try here with this. You know, we wanted to focus and get quality time together.
0: It's so strange because you have like this kind of double thing happening. These players are coming to them and being like, you broke the rules, but there are no rules. That's also openly stated many times. And if it's really about finding love, what fucking rules apply? It seems that they like each other. Shouldn't they be allowed to explore that in paradise? No matter how they came to that resolution. It's just this very strange thing where it's like, this isn't a game, but you have to follow the rules of the game.
1: I think that what they are trying to say is that you shouldn't treat people the way they treat Natasha. Natasha's like, it's fine you felt this way about Piper, but not at my expense. And grocery store Joe says, there is no rule book in paradise, but everybody is under the impression that you come in here open. And Natasha says, being open to this process isn't waiting for somebody you already have a strong connection with. Brendan then decides he's going to extricate himself from the situation, says, I've literally said everything I need to say. We have nothing else to talk about. You guys can hang out here, but I'm going to remove myself from this. Marissa, she comes in with the little one-liners, the cutting one-liners. From paradise or just this conversation? (laughs) Brendan, that doesn't concern you anyway. Deandra, whoa, don't disrespect her like that. Brendan, it doesn't concern her. Debbie, you're taking up spots. We're all here to be open. Brendan, good for you.
0: When Demigod said you're taking up spots, I'm just like, they're coming at them like this isn't a game. And then she's like, but you're taking up spots. Which is it? (laughs) I mean, that's two completely opposing ideas said in the same fucking sentence.
1: Brendan, then ITMs. Joe and his mob of disgruntled females had some words for me. And if Natasha wants to talk about our relationship for the 17th time, we can talk. But I think it's just a pathetic attempt to intimidate me. And this pathetic... Attempt to intimidate Brendan with the mob of disgruntled females by grocery store Joe was my play, 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 play of the game. (laughs) You guys didn't see this, but I did dress up as... Grocery store Joe with his mob of disgruntled females for our live tonight. I love this. And maybe it's because Brendan branded it this way with a disgruntled females thing. But I was like, that's a shirt. That is a catchphrase. And grocery store Joe didn't need to do this, but he is taking over this entire season. And I don't know whether producers wanted him to do this or not, but he did it. And it was the main drama of this entire episode that we were following. And it came off as, I guess, 4TRR for Grocery Store Joe, even though he is leading an attack you know, with a lot of people against only two people.
0: You know, back in the time of DLH, I think they would have brought him in to do this attack. I think it would have been a sit-down yeah. in a palapa with Brendan and Piper, and he would have gotten to the bottom of it and said, we have to ask you to leave or whatever. I don't think players would have been responsible for doing it. And mm-hmm. in the these past seasons where dlh is gone we're seeing players take that role up where it's like facilitating game moves or punishing people or whatever and it puts them in weird situations and that's what i'm saying with grocery store joe like did he just do this because he wanted to it doesn't seem like that to me it seems like the producers told him he's got to go do this
1: i think that what we are seeing is this void of having not a singular host and like Wells sort of steps in to do it, but not in the he doesn't have the host title backing him, so he can't really do it.
0: He doesn't have the authority of the fucking game behind him, like DLA Chad. Yes. Nor do obviously Lance Bass or Titus Burgess or David Spade or Lil John. None of these guest hosts have that behind them either. So it's up to Can these you imagine players. if
1: Lil John facilitated this? There's an alternate universe where he did, and I won't. Oh my god. <laughs> Brandon Piper. Did you, oh, fuck. I can't even imagine that. Yes, I,
0: I would love it. Please let that happen. Let footage from the alternate universe come to grace us so that we may see it. But after GSJ and his DFs talk about the obvious situation that Brennan and Piper that Brennan waited for Piper and had to use someone in order to stay on the beach, we are told that they were just here for one thing, and that's fame. And then Piper And Brendan had this little conversation that's very interesting. She says, obviously, we all care Mm -hmm. about being part of the franchise, and she's excited about the possibility of making more money, but she would have gotten there on her own. She would have figured out how to get more followers with her master's degree in marketing. Obviously, we all care
1: about followers. That's part of this franchise.
0: Oh, that's what she said. I thought she said that's we all care about being part of the franchise. We all care about followers. And that's part of the franchise We all
1: care about followers. That's just part of this franchise.
0: So this is a true statement. She's saying the producers are putting it in to villainize her further to say, look, they're Mm -hmm. still talking about followers, but what she's saying is factual. And everybody on that beach is talking about followers at some point. And here they're saying it in what seems like a secluded spot, but a camera's still on them. Mics are still on them, obviously. And the producers use it to railroad them even further here
1: she's very smart she even says like i'm sure if the alana chris situation hadn't happened then it would have been like dot 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 we don't see the rest of this but it's true that did put it in stark contrast you can't kick chris and alana off the beach and then not try to kick them off
0: the weird thing about this is like i don't i don't understand how chris and alana got kicked off it was just bullying it was just peer pressure that's what made them go no producer had a conversation with them
1: the love of the game
0: I guess. Yeah, they were like, you're right. I feel like
1: we disrespected the game. God. We gotta get out. <laughs> yeah, GSJ even says, we don't have the power to kick them out. As much as it looked like Chris got kicked out, he left on his own terms. Technically. A self-elimination.
0: He, he didn't fucking leave on his own terms, though. You fucking formed like a circle around him where you interrogated him. Wouldn't accept his answers. And then basically forced him out. And shouted
1: down Alana for trying to talk. Yeah, that's
0: all. But left on their own terms. We don't have the power to kick them out. We just have the power to make their lives completely miserable and bully them into not wanting to stay here, making this environment so toxic for them that they have to fucking self-eliminate. And that's not just kicking them off the show. It's making sure they don't have a chance to get more Instagram followers. You're hurting their money here by doing this kind of stuff.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. And he says that in his ITM. Last night, Chris realized I'm wrong. They either need to remove themselves from the situation or they're going to stay and probably no one's going to talk to them. And so Brendan and Piper are having this conversation. Brendan says, to allow them to run me out, it doesn't sit well with me. Piper says, we're obviously not on the same wavelength in terms of knowing that that was taboo. And grocery store Joe ITMs, obviously there's no rule book in Paradise, but there's a lot of games being played. Back to Brendan Piper. Piper punches his arm and says, I told you I didn't want to come. I love this moment. This reveals to us that this was Brendan's superstar plan.
0: <laughs> or at least he convinced her to do it. You know, I think there's a possibility that they were both aware of this as a potential strategy. They had some conversations and she was like, ah, it seems like this so could you go south. A
1: certain podcast suggestion. That's right.
0: Maybe together. But I think she maybe realized, like, this could go sideways real easily. Let's not run the risk. And he was like, come on, let's do it. It'll be great. And he convinced her, like, fuck it. And she was like, yeah, fuck it. How bad could it be? And it turns mm-hmm. out pretty bad. But then we get Demi and Mari talking with Wells about the possibility of Piper and Brennan going home. And Demi says they will absolutely go home because they just got annihilated. And Wells asks if she was there for the annihilation and she laughs devilishly and says, yes, of course. And we see that that gleam in her eye that she loves when shit fucking explodes and she's not at the center of it.
1: I mean, technically... This might be personal for her because she went on that date with Brendan and she's like, oh, there wasn't a chance for him to be into me the whole time. It's a redemptive moment for her.
0: Potentially. But then GSJ and the bully mob turns out to have been successful. Brendan and Piper come up to the group and they leave. Brendan tells everybody, we're going to explore this out on our own. And Natasha says, that's exactly what he should have done. And I couldn't agree more. She sees the correct game strategy once again here. This is the only way that Brennan and Piper can possibly salvage a shred of 4TRR. Now, at this moment, Brendan doesn't know, obviously, what's going to happen when this airs and he's going to hemorrhage 100,000 Instagram followers. Mm-hmm. But I think what they did by self-eliminating, honestly, we preach against self-elimination and I would have loved to have yeah. seen them stay. But I do think this probably stopped the bleeding a little bit. To just get out yes. of the fucking situation and at least pretend to be like, look, sorry, we're going to fucking go pursue our relationship. We do like each other. So at least they're leaving together in the same car. She doesn't kick him out of the car like Alana Milne did with Chris <laughs> Conran, And we at least get that final <laughs> image um, of them together. And, and maybe there's a semblance that that was a real relationship. And then Demi is very quick to say, can I have his rose then? I mean, me and Natasha. We <sighs> deserve it, she says, in this idea of deserving roses of deserving a shot at love here starts to get infused and this episode had a million people saying they deserve a million things but this is the first time we hear it for here from demigod and we get a little bit of the hypocrisy coming out for demi here it's not about finding a connection it's about getting a rose staying in the game winning this round and again for all of her Negative comments about they're playing a game and blah, blah, blah. She's playing the same game and openly talking about it here. Just in a slightly subtler way.
1: Yeah, I love this line. He wasted our time. And it's like, Debbie, you went on one date with him. Natasha was with him for whatever weeks, whatever time that is.
0: She's grasping. She wants a rose. Any way she can get it. And then Wells, at the end of this portion, says the only rule... Is don't go on any of the Bachelor shows with a boyfriend or girlfriend unless you're demigod.
1: I mean, I appreciate this attempt by Demi because she has created roses out of thin air before.
0: Absolutely. She's got that power. I'm not knocking her for it. It's good mm-hmm. try. I'm just saying, in the scope of the show, what I really think we see is like the power of the producers. They can cut two players who are basically doing the exact same thing other players are to be evil and villains, and the rest of the players can kick them off paradise and then literally. One second later, Demi can talk openly about her own gameplay and how she hopes to survive this round of it. And people are just like, yeah, whatever. That's cool.
1: In Brendan and Piper's limo exit, Brendan says, I didn't intentionally want to mislead anyone. I just withheld information. Whatever. Solid, solid villain edit through and through. He just keeps
0: giving them fucking footage to use against him. It's astounding to me. It's like it's like he's a criminal and he's like already confessed to a murder yeah. and he's like, "Yeah, but you know, just doing that murder was crazy and I just, you know, I used a knife, I used a gun, I did it this It's like we got it, dude. You confess to the murder. You don't need to keep going. Yeah, I also
1: killed that other guy." Yeah. Oh shit. Is this mic on? Yeah. Scratch scratch. <laughs> it's so fucking
0: real. He just doesn't fucking understand this at all. I'm very sad for him, but thank you, Brennan, for your service. It was brilliant to watch. Like I did love to see two players mm-hmm. coming in with an overt strategy and try to pull it off, and they just didn't have the skills to do it, unfortunately. But farewell. We hope their relationship works out in the outside world.
1: I would have really liked for them to stay and just see see what that was, see what that vibe is. It's like, well, what are you going to do? you going to change the rules to kick me out? Drag your heels in the sand. Who cares?
0: You know, there was another way that they could have played this. I will say this. And Hmm. still maintain 4TRR. Exactly. You, You stick around as hardcore as you can. You make it all about you. You never involve yourself in drama. You have the best times of your lives. You get engaged at the end of the show. And you say, well, what now? Isn't this the point of the show? To fall in love? Which we've done. And you let those other players work themselves into a frenzy becoming meaner and meaner and meaner, and they're going to sink themselves. The tables might have turned. They might have become the heroes, and the other players might have become villains.
1: You do a castaway-type situation. You just sequester yourselves at the secret hot tub, and you just like build your bed over there. You just don't even come over to the rest of the players.
0: Take up residence in the boom-boom room for the rest of the show. Nobody else can come in, ever. (laughs) You just live in it.
1: yes. Yeah, do what Marissa and Riley did, but to the extreme. Eat all your meals in there, et cetera.
0: <laughs> Nonetheless, we we do wish them well, and we hope that whatever happens to Brendan and Piper is something that is good for them, and that they can enjoy whatever their relationship is going to be with this game moving forward. Because they're not out of it. Like he still has two hundred fifty thousand Instagram followers, roughly. She's got however many. She's got about ninety, I think, ninety k. They're still in the Bachelor world. People are still talking about mm-hmm. them. I think they will be the most remembered couple from this season, depending on what happens in the end. But portion three begins. Yeah,
1: there's something to what they were saying, having your name said the most.
0: Absolutely. That's
1: why certain people might have won certain elections, you know? Indeed. Name recognition.
0: On planet Earth, we have Seasons. Seasons. And the season of Mm -hmm. summer in North America is almost over. But that doesn't mean you have to leave behind that carefree summer spirit. And now there's a brand whose apparel and accessories are all about that laid back living and enjoying life to the fullest. We're talking about Pura Vida. It's one of the coolest apparel and accessory brands out there and it gives back all the time. That's always been at the core of what they do. Pura Vida was started by two California surfers who went to Costa Rica. They fell in love with the art and laid-back lifestyle, and then they began partnering with Costa Rican artisans to create beautiful braided bracelets, selling millions of these things each year. And a portion of what they make goes back to causes that you care about. They partner with over 200 charities worldwide.
1: Pura Vita's fair trade apparel and artisan-made accessories are comfortable, casual, eco-friendly, and just so for TRR. I am currently eyeing the Opal Sea Turtle earrings. Have you seen these clues?
0: No, I haven't. Please describe them in great detail.
1: Opals, they're one of my favorite gemstones. They're not my month gemstone, but they're my sister's, and I'm jealous of it. Take it slow with Pira Opal Sea Turtle Earrings. This cute sea turtle design gets extra chic with a sparkly opal center in blue or white on rose gold or silver studs. I'm eyeing the white on the rose gold. I think that would be fun to have little creatures on my little earlobes.
0: Sea turtles were, of course, uh, notorious in our beloved game when you had Bachelor Ben Higgins praying over them before he sent them out into the sea. So now you can have a little piece of jewelry that will help hmm. you relive that moment in the Christian era again and again and again.
1: Gets creature-covered, colorful graphic tees, crop tees, hoodies, including one-of-a-kind tie-dyes. They're fun to wear and express your personality or... Call back to whatever bachelor season that you would like. Their styles are super affordable, with bracelets starting at $6 and rings at 12 People love to buy several for stacking, mixing, and matching. Pura Vida has already donated $3.5 million to charity, including 335 k Donated in disaster relief in 2020 alone.
0: Pura Vida. Look good and do good. To get 20% off your Pura Vida order, text ROSES to 38817. That's the word ROSES to the number 38817, and you're going to get 20% off at Pura Vida. Terms apply, available at PuraVidaBracelets.com terms. Text ROSES once again to the number 38817 for 20% off. Pura Vita And then portion three begins, all the drama is gone now, and we open with a conversation that Deandra and Tammy are having with Wells about how they took up, about how Brendan and Piper took up two spots, in quotes, more gameplay talk, and how what they did ruins the integrity of the experience, says Wells, LOL, as if this experience has any integrity at all. There is no talk here about how the producers knew all of this and purposely cast them to exploit the situation. The producers actually are the ones who ruin the, in quotes, integrity of all of these experiences from the very beginning. They design it that way. There is no mention of that.
1: Shocking. Marissa then does a very strong play. It was almost my play of the game. She sets up a mini date for her and Riley in which she's going to do a little food chemistry play where it's a whipped cream game and he has to pull out Pieces of paper, and they all say a body part, and that's where she will be licking the whipped cream off of him.
0: This was, I'm sorry, you, almost your play of the game? Yes. I have seen so much this Bachelor beautiful moment. material in my life. This was one of the hardest scenes for me to watch. I'm fine with the thighs, Oops. the lips. When it gets to her sucking the whipped cream off his fucking toe, I couldn't take it. That shit was very hard for me to see.
1: I felt very differently about this moment. I was just like, this is <laughs> that. There is nothing more for TRR than sucking cream off someone's toes.
0: Yeah, but it's not something I want to see. On sand. Not only on sand, Wells talks about how there are crab bodies on the beach and dirt and mud and all this <laughs> shit, and how dirty his fucking feet are when she's doing it. And it is just, to me, it was very hard to watch, but it works. It gets them so charged up that they have to immediately go to the boom boom room to alleviate all the built up sexual tension.
1: (laughs) Yes, exactly. Play of the game. You create your own story arc. Oh, but
0: like the producers made that bowl with the suggestions. They wrote toe in it.
1: Maybe, maybe it was Marissa. I also like that it was like, it was kind of in theme with their first date. And I don't know. I just think they are doing a very good job of coming off as the most 40 rr couple
0: oh totally they seem extremely into each other i think they're going to last the whole distance i mean we saw the promo at the end suggest potentially otherwise that there's going to be an interloper in demar jackson but i think they're strong nonetheless but i'm just this saying
1: was also in all the promos so
0: yeah, it's just my my personal preference that's all i'm saying it was difficult mm, for me to watch
1: not a toe guy
0: Portion four begins. Riley and Marissa come back from the Boom Boom Room, and the crew sings happy birthday to Tammy. Bonsall gets a kiss from Tia, and Tammy ITMs trying to make the best of a shitty situation. Tammy gets Thomas in a little one on one time, and LL wants him, then tells him after a few days of knowing him that he's her best friend.
1: <laughs> this shit fucking. I really like you a lot. feel like you're a great fit in my life. You're my best friend. <laughs> that
0: shit made me laugh so fucking hard. I was like, he's your best friend? What the fuck? Then Thomas tells her that he had feelings for Becca and he didn't feel guilty about it on their one-on-one. And Thomas tells her that he doesn't think they'd be able to go the long run outside of this. And when Tammy asks him what he sees with Becca, he says it feels more stable. That's a fucking, that's a hard pill to swallow for Tammy, unfortunately, on her birthday. And Tammy keeps telling him she's willing to fight through the issues, but he says he's not. And so that's the end of that. And she's hurt. She took a huge risk with him. She says she trusted him with everything, and now she feels like a fool for trusting him. Get a lot of tears. She, again, just like several other players have already done, is taking a hard victim turn. And Tammy storms off in tears. Everyone told me, and I believed you. And then Justenia and Deandra walk away with her to STCO as she is crying.
1: You know, this wasn't my error, but I do feel like this might have been an opportunity for her to hail Mary Aaron and be like, Aaron... I am so sorry I didn't believe you. Like, I threw away what we had because he tricked me. Why not?
0: <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Get Anytime that Anytime you get
0: wronged in a situation like this, if you've left someone in paradise to pursue someone else and that person wrongs you, leaves you hanging out to dry, go back to the original person and say, it took seeing what another guy is like, a piece of shit, for me to realize how good you are. <laughs> please take me Uh, back i throw myself on your mercy big body trash bag big body trash big body
1: trash trash can (laughs) yeah (laughs) look i finally saw everything you've been saying with the big body trash can thing like you nailed it facts
0: and maybe you get that rose i mean you know at this point you're not getting it from thomas you got to go where possibly you can get it i agree with you should have gone after aaron's rose meanwhile thomas and becca are making out and tammy itm's about how she got COVID on her birthday last year, but getting dumped (laughs) by Thomas, who she's known for a couple of days, is a way worse uh, birthday. 10 times worse, in fact, as she describes it. And then portion five begins. The women women take their places on the risers for the third rose ceremony. This is only the third rose ceremony of paradise. Natasha ITMs that she feels like her whole experience is ruined and it's really messed up. Important to know that she is having this conversation with a producer. She is sitting in front of a camera telling a producer my whole experience is ruined it feels really messed up insinuating you better make this Mm -hmm. fucking right for me this is a powerful thing to do in itms yes you're talking into the camera yes this footage is going to be used in the show you're also having a conversation directly with a producer you can tell them things in the guise of saying it to the camera that maybe we'll get through. And we see potentially how effective Mm -hmm. that is.
1: It's messed up. It would be really great if someone could do something about this so I don't bitch about it on the Bachelor official podcast.
0: Exactly. Like, I'm owed something here, producer, who can make that something come to fruition. And then Wells comes out and says that we are confronted with the truth that some people were lying to you, (laughs) Natasha. Some people were manipulating you he's talking about the producers i assume right
1: yes i was like is he taking down the producers here
0: felt like it for a moment
1: people were manipulating you and that's not okay wait manipulating people is not okay what yeah what are um, we watching
0: it's only okay if the producers do it (laughs) this is to me some of the hardest company manning we have ever fucking seen in the show wells is really trying for this job wells wants to be hosting mm-hmm. the whole franchise and he's like i'll say and do anything literally just tell me what you want me to do give me the script i will read it verbatim that is what he's doing here and then we had my wow <laughs> moment of the week <laughs> history is made natasha parker gets a manufactured producer rose from big polly who brings out this rose on a wooden tray and within this wow moment we also have Big Polly was my Jorge, 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 Jorge Moreno, bystander of the week. <laughs>
1: Big Polly, the first person to give out a 4TRR Bachelor in Paradise Rose, was my. Jorge, 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 Jorge Moreno, bystander of the week.
0: This was fucking astounding. And this is the power of the third audience. They would, of course. Not let one of the official Bachelor Nation podcast hosts go home in this way or this early. So they literally create a fucking rose. The game itself, whatever the rules are that all these players are either pissed about or not pissed about or whatever, do not matter. The producers can manufacture anything. They can keep anyone they want. They can send anyone home by having the other players bully them. They can design anything. And here we see it. If you're a Bachelor Nation podcast host, you're not going home. Here is a rose.
1: And say moralistic judgments. You deserve it, Natasha. But four ladies are going home. You deserve it more than Justenia, who presumably the same exact thing happened to. Tammy, who s- feels like she's been slighted. She's crying on her birthday. She doesn't deserve it. Deandra. I mean, I, Deandra. should have stayed with Carl karate chopped your way down the beach into the sunset together
0: that's like deandra was the target of the carl chase and nick jewelry gate where the producers literally manufactured an entire storyline gave carl a bracelet to give to her gave chase and nick a necklace to give to her so they could have this jewelry fight over her all of that is scripted all of that is done by the producers they don't give her a fucking rose she was their pawn they give her nothing as you're saying, Yesenia had the exact same thing happen with Chris Conran, or so we're led to believe. Nothing. Here, Wells comes out and says, you deserve it, Natasha. He is the voice of the producers, company-manning hardcore, letting us know that this is not okay, and the show will make it right for her. It's fucking incredible. I couldn't believe I was watching this yeah. moment. I don't know that we'll ever see anything like this again, or maybe we will. Maybe this is just fucking tip of the fucking iceberg for all successive Bachelor Nation or Bachelor of Paradise seasons. I don't know, but this fucking sent chills down my spine. Yeah. Because it wasn't for good play or anything. She wasn't being rewarded for doing anything correctly. It was just pure victimization and the producers being like, fuck, we got to keep her around because she's the host of Clickbait.
1: I mean, that is good play. She got such a strong heartbreak at it, got a record shattering Instagram gain, 300K from. The victimization storyline. And Yeah. And and gets to spray everyone with champagne with Lil Don.
0: Yeah, and then they give her that nice little <laughs> moment. But I mean, those plays were <laughs> days ago at this point. She has done no play that we can speak of leading into this rose ceremony on this day. This is simply the producer saying, We control the game, she's not leaving. That's all this was. And maybe don't
1: it... come here for Instagram.
0: Exactly. Because if you do, it doesn't matter what you're trying to do. You use this person, we'll fucking protect her. She's a made man. This is the mafia saying, nah, you can't kill one of us. I don't know. This is a chilling moment to me, but one that I also enjoyed. And then we get into the rose ceremony. (laughs) Riley's up first. He gives his rose to Marissa. And then Deandra ITMs that she refuses to be a girl who goes home. Not she hopes to still find love, but that she refuses to go home. That's a very gameplay speech uh, moment for me. And then GSJ is up second. He gives his rose to Serena. Ivan gives his to Kendall, which is, I think, a producer rose to torment Joe. We haven't seen much of their relationship building. Noah gives his to Abigail, Kenny, Tamari, James, Tia, and Demi rubs her hands together devilishly, uh, waiting for her rose. But Thomas gives his rose to Becca, and Aaron ultimately gives his to Chelsea. So we see Tammy, Demi, Deandra, and Jacinia all have to go home, and Jacinia is not afforded this producer rose. Why not? because she doesn't host a Bachelor Nation podcast. Tammy ITMs tears. She feels so betrayed and so stupid trying to pull a little victimization out here even as she leaves. And she says she followed her heart and her heart lies, even here. Not her fault. She is a victim of her own heart. The heart that she cannot control. And then we get this final funny image of Tammy kind of sad eating a cupcake for her worst birthday <laughs> ever in the back of the car. And then you hear her go, Oh, that is pretty good. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I loved that. I I, Like, goodbye, Tammy. We savored your suffering. I loved watching her this season. I did, too. I feel like she really came out of her shell. Some really glorious moments. You know, my play of the game when she made out with Thomas in front of Aaron. And just a lot of colorful narrator stuff. Like, just like a fun presence.
0: I agree. I really love Tammy's performance this entire season as well. Sorry to see her go. And... You know, I don't know if she gets to come back to a paradise or not, but maybe, maybe she'll be back next year. I'd love yeah. to see her again. She should. So keep yourself single at least a couple of weeks before paradise or hit us up and let us know what kind of a strategy you want to build with another player in the nation. We can help mm-hmm. you execute it much better than Brendan <laughs> and Piper executed theirs. And then we get Demigod's exit and she says it's extremely embarrassing. It hurts so bad. She pulls some tears and says she's so frustrated that she wasted too much time with Kenny. And then GSJITM's sorrow for Demi and wanting her to actually find love. We see Kufrin gets the cheers to love with the whole group, and then Lil John shows up. Yeah, yeah. And Natasha Parker is given the honors of spraying the players with champagne alongside the newest celebrity host.
1: Clues. It is springtime. It is the off season. It mm. is Gore Girl summer. The weather's getting warmer. Thank true. Dark Lord Palmer. And it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and cowls and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul, get those staple pieces, and I found quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces keeping me looking effortlessly chic year after year. I got the cotton modal scoop neck tee. It is so cute. It is literally the first thing I reach for in my dresser when all my clothes are washed. You know those special items. If you are not like clues, who only wears one outfit?
0: I'm Quince head to toe at this point. I'm a Quince boy. (gasps) I'm a source boy, Quince boy. You got no idea. I'm wearing Quince t-shirts, Quince pants, Quince long sleeve t-shirts, Quince pants, Quince sweaters, Quince pants. I'm (laughs) quince Just call me Quince, King Quinces. Okay. They call me. I love Quince. Okay, Quince. Uh get warm weather ready with Quince. Be a Quince King yourself or Quince Queen. Go to Quince.com slash roses for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot slash roses to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash
1: roses. Game of Roses is sponsored by BetterHelp. Clues, uh, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And if you keep them all bottled up, it can affect you negatively. Therapy is a great place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. You might be taking care of your physical body, but are you taking care of that beautiful mind, Clues? Yes. Yes. I have benefited from therapy greatly in the past. Uh, it has helped me get through stressful experiences, manage boundaries, learn coping skills. You know, the, the whole premise of life is, is kind of a, a, it's a lot to undertake and therapy can help with that.
0: Well, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do to get started is fill out a brief questionnaire, then you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists literally at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Game today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Game of Roses.
1: Clues. Mm -hmm. I've been on a mission. I'm trying to find the perfect T-shirt. Yeah. um, Because it's spring. I'm ready to get out there. I'm ready to peacock. Luckily, the perfect T-shirt does exist. And you can find it at Skims. From cropped silhouettes to long-sleeve layering tees, there's a style for everyone. You guys know how excited I was that Skims became one of our sponsors for this podcast. They have great basics and foundations. I got the boyfriend t-shirt in onyx. That's kind of a dark black color. And the cotton jersey long sleeve t-shirt in kyanite, which is kind of like a blue green. And they're both so comfortable. It's basically like you are wearing nothing. Nothing. Portion six begins. We see Riley performing some excellent house free play antics, putting on koala slipper tot to do his workout on the beach. All the women watch him and laugh. Ivan tries to join, but the women mock him and say, did he really do track?
0: I loved this fucking prop work from Riley. Loved it. I don't know if he brought those slippers in on purpose to be like, I'm gonna get some screen time with this shit, or if the producers Mm -hmm. have a box of slippers next to the box of jewelry. I'm not sure. But or they're Marissa's. Could be Marissa's. Who the fuck knows? But this was perfect. Perfectly played. This is exactly the kind of shit you want to be doing in your workout time, your downtime, whatever. Wear something funny, do something funny. You're gonna get a little thing like this, where you come into a new portion and before they get into the meat of whatever that portion's about. They're gonna give you a funny little thing. It's perfect, perfectly played. Loved it.
1: Absolutely. It's also, you know, leaning into his brand of the this workout guy who also has this softer side. We see little shots of the couples who are together. Abigail and Noah, Koof and Thomas. Natasha is saying she loves love. She wishes everyone the best, but she's hoping for her own love. And we get a familiar creature an iguana that means there's going to be a new intro it is blake monar from claire's season a week two guy
0: he gets the official 35th sand placement this season on bip and all the women comment on his hot tattoos calling him Taddy daddy and he has a date card get ready for the ride of your life And he pulls Tia for a talk, who has said multiple times this season how much she loves tattoos. (laughs) And this dude has tattoos all up and down his arms. Bonsall says that he is scared he's going to lose Tia. And he's, of course, lost every person that he's dated almost immediately. And so then Monar goes in immediately with a compliment for the Nashville crew when he's in a one-on-one time with Tia. And Tia is all about it. And Tia pre a yes to a date if she is asked. He then talks to Natasha, uses the exact same tactic of re- regional complimenting I, yes. by telling her that Midwest people are better. And I'm like, wait a minute. Wait I was
1: like, which is right. it, Blake? Are the Midwest people better? Are the Nashville people better? What are you saying?
0: I was waiting to see a couple of more of his one-on-one times to see if that was like how Thomas did his giant man thing where he like pretended to bump yeah. his head on the palapa oh every God, time. I love
1: the West Coast. Best Coast, baby. Yeah,
0: exactly. Where are you from? <laughs> Duluth? Love it.
1: Blake then asks Tia on a date. He tells her she's taking his date virginity as he was a week two guy. Tia gets on his back. We're seeing a lot of piggybacking play as people are going on their dates. Guess for the hot sand.
0: Yeah, because usually I don't think they have to walk that far. They're basically just going from the bar to a day bed and that's it. But when you have to go on the date, I think you have to like trek a little ways. And it's like, okay, now Mm. walk 500 yards that way in the burning fucking sand. And it's just like, are you kidding me? Just torture. This whole show is torture for these people.
1: Portion seven, the, the dynamic duo of James and Aaron discuss James being unlucky in love. He says he's, it's all about building momentum. He's getting stuck in the mud. And Aaron tells him, and James is like, I would send myself home if, she's, if she, uh, Tia goes off with this guy. And Aaron says, you can't leave until I leave. Bromance. James. Package deal. It's not exactly what a package deal is, James, but yes.
0: Who is the dad and who is the son in this situation of this package deal (laughs) is what I kept asking myself.
1: Aaron is absolutely the father and James (laughs) is the son. (laughs) Dad, I got another 4TWR guy out. Are you proud? (laughs) I'm going to take you out
0: for ice cream, son. And then we see some jungle cows. I thought that was interesting. Some wild jungle cows just minding their own fucking business as we hear engines revving and a dune buggy is rocketing through the jungle and it's little John and he pulls up in this dune buggy and explains to Blake and Tia that there's still a chance to find love and then he tosses them the keys with a warning about all these weird wild animals that they're going to see in the jungle, none of which we actually see on this one-on-one date. Mm -mm. But Blake drives and they are- cows. Yeah, just these weird wild jungle cows. I'm still confused about, like, there's wild dogs, there's wild jungle cows, and then little John's talking about all these snakes and shit. I'm like, we haven't seen any of those yet. But Blake drives on the date as they fly through the jungle in this dune buggy with Tia screaming at the top of her lungs. And again, the final shot of this dune buggy adventure date is a montage with some creatures.
1: Baby cow runs by a big cow and this baby jungle cow representing new beginnings, a second chance at love and legacy just like the legacy that the bumpkin archetype champion Tia has left on her game was my <laughs> <laughs> Creature of the week. Beep, 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 beep. Beep,
0: beep, beep. <laughs> it was a very cute creature. I, It was almost my creature of the week. It was very close to being my creature of the week, but another creature took the cake a little later in the episode.
1: I loved these cows. They seemed to be watching Blake and Tia make out in the shower later. I mean, they really milked it. You know what I mean?
0: Hey! Then Blake and Tia compliment each other on their brains and their looks while on their one on one date. They both agree. There is no such thing as a soulmate, Tia thought there was, but now it's just a bunch of people who check a bunch of boxes, and the temporal context of meeting a person is important as well. Tia future casts that they could make it work outside in the real world. We get some kissing. She grabs his ass in the shower, and she ITMs that if being with somebody doesn't make your vagina dance, it's not worth it. That's a recall back in her playing days on Bachelor Season 22, and she's going to recall that. But first, back at camp, we get Bonsall. He's eating alone as other couples are making out, and literally eating spaghetti lady in the tramp style is Riley and Marissa. And then Bonsall is sad, and the situation for him is tough. Kenny and Mari are future casting that they're going to leave together. Sorry,
1: one sec. I I don't want to skip over one of Tia's ITMs, which is... After she talks about her vagina dancing, she says, I'm ovulating right now. And if there was any way you could get pregnant without the traditional method, I would be pregnant. Make out pregnant.
0: I guess it was a good make out. I don't know. What can you say to that? You know?
1: What happens in Nashville? <laughs> I need to go.
0: <laughs> the land of dancing vaginas. But then we see all these other couples getting together, future casting. And this portion ends with Kenny and Mari. Heading to the Boom Boom Room, is Kenny the first player to take two different players to the Boom Boom Room
1: in a season? <gasps> I'm not positive.
0: I'm not positive either, but I did find that to be a pretty incredible play.
1: If he did, he's made a history. Also, I mean, being a 40-year-old doing it, incredible. What is Kenny, that supposed I to mean, Kenny is like my most improved player. We haven't gotten to the end of the season, but he is my most improved player of like who I had the lowest expectations for, who has done so well.
0: He is absolutely dominating the entire time he's there. He has never been in danger of not getting a rose. He's involved in a love triangle, or he was at the very least, and came out of it fine. He had Love's somebody. Wear. Who was the other one?
1: Demi, Mari, Tia.
0: Oh, right. Sorry. He's the other one. He's the original tatty daddy. <laughs> right.
1: He's
0: the original tatty daddy. but. To be able to come into this, have Mari basically locked down, she says, fuck you, I want to date other people. He's like, fine. He immediately fucking takes off, dates two other people, takes one to the boom boom room, and now is back with fucking Mari at her request. This is high level play, ladies and gentlemen. I agree with you. Mm -hmm. I did not see this coming from Kenny Brash. Congratulations to him. It seems like they're going to end the season together too.
1: I mean, I knew this from her ITM where she had fancy hair. I told you.
0: Oh my God, you're right. I was
1: like, she's going all the way. She must have gotten Kenny back.
0: Well, congratulations to
1: Kenny. Got that nice hair.
0: Productivity is my greatest desire. It is what drives me in the morning to get out of bed and to do all the things that I do in service of our show and whatever else I'm doing. I'm trying to be as productive as possible. And I know many other people are as well, especially people who have started their own online stores. You're out there. You're doing what you love, selling products people want. And orders are coming in fast. But now you hit the hard part. You got to ship those products out. People got to get them somehow. Well, luckily, ShipStation makes it easy. With ShipStation, it's simple to import manage, and ship your orders out fast for a lot less money. Snow Wondership Station is the number one shipping software for e-commerce sellers with more five-star reviews than anyone else. You can import orders from any sales channel. You can ship with any carrier using deeply discounted rates. You can automate just about any shipping task, and you're going to spend a lot less time on shipping and a lot more time growing that business.
1: No matter where you're selling, if it's on Amazon, Say you've made a bunch of crafts, you're selling them on Etsy. Say you're really savvy, you have your own website. ShipStation is going to funnel all of those orders into one simple interface that you can manage from anywhere, even your cell phone. You'll even get access to amazing discounts with major carriers, including UPS, FedEx, and USPS. Easily compare those carriers, choose the best solution every time, With ShipStation, small businesses can now access the same rates usually reserved for Fortune 500 companies without the contracts more commitments
0: ship more in less time you just use this offer code roses and you're going to get a 60 day free trial that is two months free of no hassle stress free shipping you're just going to go to shipstation.com click on the microphone at the top of the page type in the word roses that's shipstation.com enter offer code roses and you're going to be making ship happen There's only a couple of things that I've been doing literally since the day I was born. My entire life, you might say. One of those things is eating. We all need to put food into our bodies so that we can continue to survive. That's part of being human. Uh You got to eat. And now we got Green Chef. So you can eat all kinds of good stuff all the time. Green Chef makes it easy to eat the immune-boosting foods you need to stay healthy and fuel a jam-packed end to summer. Green Chef takes care of meal planning, grocery shopping, even some food prep, giving you more time to tackle back-to-school season. So eating well is easier than ever with satisfying home-cooked dinners and options that work around your lifestyle, not the other way around. You can choose from 30 easy-to-follow recipes every week, with options for keto, paleo, plant-powered diets, even meals to help you eat in a more balanced way.
1: And just like our ancestors, the paleo people, they were also doing those two things every day. And that first one, eating, is something I do every day as well, Clues. Yet another thing we have in common. Wowie. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I made this week? What did you make? I had a fellow vaccinated friend over, and we made together the sesame ginger bavette steak and shrimp with cauliflower, quote-unquote, rice with cabbage and onions, sesame seeds. That's right. The rice is in quotes because it's keto, paleo, gluten-free. Surf and turf meat hibachi-style cooking for this twist on a steakhouse classic, Bavette steaks are seared to form a perfectly brown crust then drizzled with our savory, there's the drizzle, our savory sesame ginger amino sauce. Sliced and diced and served over aromatic cauliflower, quote-unquote rice, along with succulent salt and pepper shrimp. On the side, tender roasted green beans and extra special boom-boom sauce. Boom-boom sauce, perfect for when you're watching Bip. With the boom, boom, room Sounds
0: like Demi Burnett's favorite meal.
1: It is. And Kenny's. And it's a creamy, spicy concoction complimenting everything on this plate. Needless to say, me, my guests, we were thrilled with this meal. It only had 20 net carbs per serving, if you're watching that kind of thing. Only took around a half hour to cook. I mean... It's a win-win-win situation. Drizzle. Boom-boom.
0: And the benefits don't even stop there. <laughs> yeah, you got your drizzles. You got your boom-boom sauce. Also, Green Chef is now owned by HelloFresh, so you're going to have a wider array of meal plans to choose from. There's something for everyone. And you can switch back and forth between the brands, and you can enjoy both brands at a discount discount. If you go to greenchef.com slash roses100 and use code roses100, you're going to get $100 off, including free shipping. Once again, you go to greenchef.com slash roses100 and type in the code roses100 to get literally $100 U.S. off, including free shipping. That is Green Chef,
1: the number one meal, number kit.
0: One meal kit for
1: eating well.
0: eating well, known for their drizzles. A fine and fitting end to portion number seven. Portion number eight begins with Natasha ITMing worry about finding someone. And Wells tells her that he has a feeling good things are ahead for Natasha. This is because the producers have told him the story they designed for her. We see some dolphins. We see another wild dog on the beach. Where are these dogs? There's just a pack of dogs living on the beach, I suppose. And then we get our next player. Dr. Joseph Park enters the game at 36th, sand with date card in hand. He is essentially a ringer. Now, it is important to note, Joe Park is a very hot commodity in terms of players that got notoriety from being in the game and all their social media afterwards and all of that. People were clamoring for him to Mm -hmm. be the fucking bachelor.
1: He vaccinated bachelor nation.
0: He was the first person I saw on social media to get a, a vaccine. Period. Not in the nation. Period. In the (laughs) world. Not in the nation. (laughs) Producers know this about him. They know people love him. They keep him in their back pocket. Always remember, the order of these players coming in is 100% determined by the producers. They could have put him on, on day one and seen what he could have done. I wish they had. They're holding him back. He's a ringer. They know that he's a good player that's going to be a hot commodity, very valuable. He has a good job, good social media following, good standing within the nation. They keep him in the end specifically for a situation like this. And I think it's possible that they saw what was happening with Natasha and Brendan and they knew Brendan was waiting for Piper. They knew that was going to blow up. They knew they needed somebody mm-hmm. for her and they're like, we'll make it Joe Park. I think this could potentially be a real long game by the producers here to keep Natasha in, to give her somebody. Oh, so you think Natasha's
1: going to stay with Joe?
0: I do. I think they're I building that to a, a, mm. a false conclusion, the, the Brennan thing. And we'll get to that in a minute. Oh, I hope you're right. Why I think that.
1: You definitely know that he is getting that good guy edit because of those creatures that they showed on his entrance. A dog and two dolphins? Normally, exactly. no, they just show birds and an iguana. They brought out the exotic creatures for Dr. Joe's entry.
0: And the cutest and smartest of all the creatures. Fucking dolphins are as smart as mm. we are. Dr. Joe Park makes a joke about forcing all the other players to call him Dr. Park. Then he pulls Natasha for some one-on-one time. Everyone on the beach is shipping this idea. This is a producer-manufactured, beloved, and safe selection for Natasha. Riley ITMs a prayer to the Paradise Gods for Joe to ask (laughs) Natasha on the date. This is actually a plea to the producers. And then Joe tells her in their little one-on-one time that he was on apps but no more. And she tells him that she was also on the apps but nothing worked. And we basically see in this conversation, they're hitting it off, they're laughing, and we see Joe Park in the edit talks to no other players. Whether you talk to them or not, we don't know, but we know this narrative is crafted for her to get this date, and of course he gives her the invitation she accepts.
1: They've protected him. They don't show him using the same lines on other women.
0: <laughs> and they are protecting her in the same way. They're making this seem like pure kismet. And then portion nine begins. We have a conversation between the other players about how happy they are for Natasha and how much she, in quotes, deserves this date with a good guy. Once again, every player chiming in, especially the company players, Becca Kufrin kind of leading that charge. Then we cut to the date. It is a night date. We know that's a serious date. And they drink out of comically large (laughs) margarita glasses. That's the only part of this that (laughs) was like a fucking fool edit. Joe Parker her with some Spanish compliments. And just as they're about to take their first sips from these giant margarita goblets, Natasha notices there is a bug in her drink. And this bug is strutting his stuff all over that margarita. This bug was my <laughs> creature of the
1: week.
0: This bug inserted itself into the most important moment in the entire episode. The bonding, the relationship building between star player Natasha Parker and star ringer player Joseph Park. The official Bachelor Nation podcast host is on a date with this fucking ringer. And this bug flies right into her drink. Putting the pause on the entire date, but inadvertently allowing Joe Park to not only switch drinks with her, but then to guzzle Mm -hmm. the bug down. The bug gave its life in service of the chivalrous moment. I salute you, bug. And I hope wherever you are now, you can hear my call that you were my creature of the week.
1: In the sewage system in Mexico.
0: Or in the astral plane looking down on all of us from above, mingling consciousnesses with all who have come before him.
1: Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you. The bug made clues believe in God. Not going to go that far. <laughs> um. Oh, it was a very 4TRR moment for Joe to take on that bug-filled glass. Loved it. And everyone back at the beach is like, Noah says, I think they're going to come back glowing. He's given a pre-glow. James ITM's Natasha's here 4TRR.
0: At the end of that little thing back at the camp, Ivan says, Brendan and Joe Park are best friends. It would not be good for Natasha to bring that up. And we know, of course, exactly what's now going to happen.
1: Joe says, you don't need to tell me. It doesn't matter what's happened. Natasha says, it might matter. I do know you and Brendan are close. He talked a lot about you. He really almost ruined this whole experience for me. Joe, my Brendan? Natasha, he is dating Piper was waiting for her to come, and by doing that completely jeopardized this experience for me. And Natasha disclosing any information about Brendan to Dr. Joe Park on their date was my error, 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 error of the game. Could have been beautiful. Could have been magic. They could have come back glowing.
0: Natasha inexplicably, unnecessarily talking about Brendan in a derogatory tone to his best friend in the world (laughs) was also my (laughs) error, 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 error of the game. Natasha Parker's is a great player. We've seen her do things that are historic this season. This is not one of them. What you do here instead is say, yeah, Brent and I were dating for a little while. And then he came in with them. Piper showed up and like their connection was just, it was more than what we had going. And they decided to actually leave great. the show together and, and they're pursuing the relationship. And I wish them nothing but the best. I hope that works out, but it kind of left me in the lurch, but I'm glad you're here now because like everything happens for a reason. That's,
1: that's it. Yes.
0: He ruined the experience for me. What the fuck? You're on a date with Dr. Joe Park. The experience is not ruined for you. You're literally in the best moment of it, and you're still talking about this other shit. Drinking your bug. (laughs) He's bug guzzling for you,
1: Natasha. And when
0: she brings this up, and when she lays out all these details, and she's like, "Did you know he was dating Piper?" His answer gets cagey. He's like, "Uh," he like looks around a minute. and He's like, "Well, I didn't know they were." She
1: interrogates him.
0: Dating, dating. Now it's like, are you a part of this too? Exactly. She's just botches this whole thing and his tone shifts and he tells her what will be will be i say we just let it ride and natasha then itms that she could see the tonal shift and this portion ends with natasha asking out loud in an itm how could any of this get any worse now the thing i will say about this and this is why i think this edit was not real i believe it was in one of his itms he says um something about like i didn't know they were dating or no he he goes wow i can't believe Brandon did that. They then play that audio back over the back of his head as they're walking off. They play it twice to make him hit that same note of like, fuck, I can't believe Brandon's involved in this. I think he only said it once. Mm -hmm. And they try to really bolster it up. I think it's fake. And I think they're trying to lead us down that path. And I think it's not the path that is going to end up. I think they're going to date at least once more. I think they're going to be okay.
1: I was led down that path. So Another successful um, manipulation by the third audience. I tip my hat to you. You're good.
0: I could be wrong. I don't know. That's just what it felt like to me. But portion 10, the final portion begins the next morning. Uh, GSJ and Serena seem to be very strong as they eat together and joke around together. And Serena ITMs wanting to be around him all the time and not being used to something like that. But she is not ready to say the L word. But she is getting there. She's loading some version of an LL. And then Wells talks to her about dropping the L-bomb and makes this weird analogy about planes flying overhead, about ready to drop it. And she says she's getting ready to do it. And Wells asks if you were to say to Joe, hey, I'm falling in love with you, or I'm in love with you, however you want to phrase it, as though there is no difference. Wells is here purposely, I think, cajoled by the producers. He is purposely blurring the lines between these hard game mechanics. There is a very stark difference between I'm falling in love with you and I'm in love with you. Maybe in paradise it gets a little looser, but that's a huge difference. And for him to be like, oh, however you want to phrase it, come on, dude. We know what you're trying to do here. He's trying to erase the game. And you can't.
1: I think he's just trying to get the her to do the L word.
0: Yeah, in some form for sure. I agree. But it's an open affront to the game, in my opinion. And I think it's producers trying to Minimize gameplay, basically.
1: Mm. My opinion. A element of gameplay happens right after this. GSJ has set up a mini date for SP on the beach that night. The ITMs, I feel like she's my girlfriend. He love level ones her in a jokey manner. I like you a lot more than the first few days. I'm into you. Gets more serious. She says, I'm into you as well. Love level wanting him back. And she says, I think I like you more than you like me. And he says, "I'm doing nice things for you every day. You've never even gotten me a plate of bacon." <laughs> that's I'm the true you, sign of love. Everything is with these food metaphors. This is how you bring people together. Did you notice, bacon. by the
0: way, when he uh, walks over to this the little blanket with the roses on it? He's like, "This was all my idea," and she's like, "Really?" And he's like, "Yeah, of course." As though that's true. This is like when uh, I don't know. players go on the pretty woman or pretty man date and they pretend like they're paying for all this shit. Mm. the
1: shit. Hmm. Producers do you think it was up. that nice a setup.
0: In paradise, but it fuck wasn't yeah! was his idea. Absolutely not. I need a blanket with some rose puddles and a few little metal lanterns. No. The mm-hmm. Producers are like, we'll make you a nice no. spot to do the L3. The producers are talking to both of them during all of this. They're gassing him up. You guys should, if you're getting there, you got to tell her. You're gassing her up. If you're getting there, you got to tell him. He
1: did know it was going to be a chill night. How did he know that?
0: The star players, especially the Bachelor Nation podcast hosts, they get preferential treatment across the fucking board by the producers. They have told them what's going to happen. And they say, we're going to set up this little thing for you. Here it is. Here's your spot. 100%. Nonetheless, they do capitalize on it. (laughs) Some very good play.
1: Some very good play. Almost my play of the game coming up next, but... I did like GSJ's mob of disgruntled females better. I understand. But after GSJ laments SP's lack of giving a bacon, she says, I want to tell you something. I'm falling in love with you. Love level three. And
0: this love level three rays by Serena Pitt was my...
1: Play, 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 play of
0: the game. The -hmm. first person to say it is always going to get my play. This is the highest love level three or the highest love level we've seen raised to this game so far, this season so far. Mm -hmm. This is one of the strongest couples, and... They even set her up with a story where she's talking to Wells about it and doesn't know if she should do it, doesn't know what his reaction is going to be. She takes the initiative, even though it's obviously set up for him to do it as well. It's this special little rose blanket with the fucking lanterns on it. Like, this is all planned out. Nonetheless, she gets the document time. She gets the first raise. She gets my play of the game. And then, of course... GSJ replies in kind, I'm falling in love with you too. We get the kiss and then we see Kendall immediately after it, of course. She's (laughs) hanging out with the other players and says it's hard to watch him falling in love with Serena right in front of her face and she ITMs tears and difficulty being there.
1: She, (laughs) I don't, like, Kendall for me, I'm like, why are you watching this? Go somewhere else. Don't watch Grocery store Joe exchanged the sacred words with Serena P. You don't need to see it. And she's crying. Ivan tries to kiss her but she rejects it. Oh, this was oh, hard it's a to watch. Moment. The recoil. Yeah. He
0: just tried to kiss her shoulder too. It wasn't even anything big, but they haven't built that relationship at all. So we don't even know like what the fuck is going on. Like, oh, I guess they are somehow romantic. He's trying to kiss her shoulder. That implies they've had some kind but of they romantic connection
1: earlier in this episode.
0: Yeah, but we don't see any of their conversations or how any of that built. It's just like, oh, okay, I guess they're together now. But kendall's obviously affected very much by all of this and she itms feeling detached not knowing where to be she gets up from the group she's heading she's sitting with and heads up the stairs itming not knowing how much longer she can do this and producing more tears then we get the final promo next tuesday it's going to be kendall crying on joe chicken fights in the pool brash is going to l3 marissa gunn is going to l3 riley's going to l3 damar and ed come in and waste brought makes out with natasha Is Dr. Joe Park going to have to take a stand here? Or is he completely out of the picture? We don't know. And then you see Ivan with Chelsea, and you see Damar taking Marissa from Riley. I don't know about that one. And then a storm comes in that apparently makes them all have to evacuate the beach. And we follow that with a tag Aaron delivering his list of facts about paradise. It's hot as hell. That's a fact. There's mosquitoes everywhere that's a fact riley's always working out that's a fact thomas is a big body trash can that's a fact Noah talks too much james is his dynamic duo and he's been for paradise in a month these might seem like opinions but these are fact facts this is a nice bit of colorful narration here you know when you're doing (sighs) shit like this it's going to get used and it's used obviously in a tag here but this is what you want to be doing in all your itms basically
1: players study this itm at Someone asked us in the live why Aaron is getting these big gains, and it's like, you want to seem authentic. You want to stick to your brand, and Aaron does not diverge from his brand. He is 100% Aaron the whole time.
0: And he's even saying big body trash can. So you know when he called him that the first time in an ITM, producers were like, that's fucking hilarious. Keep using that. They're telling... That's your catchphrase. Big Body Trash Can is your catchphrase. They're getting it out of him multiple times now. Mm-hmm. And it's it's still funny every time he fucking says it. I'm like, that's you hilarious. Stick with your
1: dynamic duo. People are doing impressions of him and James all the time. He's doing, he's doing excellent.
0: But that's it. That wraps up this game of this week. We saw a lot of stuff go down. The interlopers, Brennan and Piper, were sent packing by GSJ and his angry mob. And... I think that's the last we're going to see of open gameplay speech. And now it really is just down to which couples are going to sign the dark contract to go to the what essentially amounts to a boom boom room for everybody. The fantasy suite round that's coming up in the next couple of weeks. We're going to see next week is going to have one more round of people coming in, trying to steal, trying to break up mm-hmm. relationships. And then after that, we're in the home stretch. We're in the playoffs and the finals of paradise. But tonight, who was your MVP?
1: For his. 4 TRR, leading the mob of disgruntled females for setting up a mini-date that he planned every single detail of that got SP to Love Level 3, the first love level on the beach, Grocery Store Joe was my... M-M-M-M-V-P.
0: Grocery store Joe was also my M M M M M V P L three is a huge play. Even if you're the second one to do it, I gave my play of the game to Serena Pitt, but his retort with an L three of his own, obviously huge. And yes, coming into company, man, As the leader of the gang that ousted Brendan and Piper, I mean, he's getting front and center screen time. He's leading the narrative charge of the most important story they're telling up to that point. They don't just give that to anybody. And guess what? The motherfucker carried it. He shouldered that weight and did pretty well with it. He came out of that like, yeah, he looks a little bit like a bully, but the way the show- Pretty clean. Yeah, totally clean. I think the show presented him as righteous, that that was the correct thing to do. And so he's going to walk away with more Instagram followers. Obviously, he's going to go on clickbait and do his whole thing. When him and Serena Pitt leave this fucking show engaged, which I believe is going to happen.
1: 100%.
0: Clickbait's going to be number one again. They're going to be on clickbait. Mm -hmm. The clickbait has basically become the peripheral show to this season of bachelor in paradise you watch the episode and then you hear the people on the show talk about everything they experienced and i just that yeah. model is going to exist now till the end of fucking time every year there's going to be a new bachelor in or a new bachelor nation podcast and the people in it will be on paradise they're going to do that every year 100 percent.
1: why not engagement <laughs> that's how i mean Who do you want to hear talk about a Bachelor recap? Well, first of all, us. But second of all, the players who are involved in those storylines.
0: We got to get to Paradise. Somehow we have to go on Paradise so that we can have our (laughs) own official Bachelor Nation podcast and be embroiled in... I want to get a fucking producer rose. I want to spray people down with champagne with Lil John.
1: Uh, I would love to spray people down with Lil John. I would love to have him throw me the keys to anything and say, let me keep my deposit. What a dream. Uh, no, I mean, this was truly a historic episode, seeing Big Polly deliver the first, well, I guess not the first producer Rose, but the first heartbreak producer Rose of all time.
0: Was it heartbreak? I feel like it was just wrongful, almost elimination Rose or something. I mean, they obviously they're doing it because they need her there for clickbait. All those hosts... Are going to last through the whole season.
1: They could have just said. You know. There's this many roses. Or like this person gets to give out two. Or something like that.
0: Or fucking gotten a player to give her a fucking rose. Bonsall Couldn't have fucking done that. <laughs> I mean come on. At any rate. I agree with you. Fucking historic. The power of the producers on full display here in Paradise. They control the entire show and they will make happen whatever the fuck they want to make happen.
1: That, like, I mean, I only feel even stronger that grocery store Joe's um, female, disgruntled female mob was my play of the game because he is leading that mob. The mob is simultaneously happening on social media the people unfollowing. So he's just like representing that on screen.
0: Yeah, it's fascinating. It's something we've never seen before in terms of the culture of the game, Bachelor Nation, the fourth audience, whatever you want to fucking call it, galvanizing to punish a player. We've never seen that before. Certainly people galvanize to stand players and give them big followings and whatever. And every once in a while you see a little dip, but never for something like this in game.
1: Never to this degree.
0: Yeah, certainly not to this degree. Fucking 100,000 Instagram followers, gone. That's like a third of his total follower count, gone. As punishment, punitive measures have been taken, led by Grocery Store Joe on screen. It, it's just been a fascinating season to watch because of all of that. And now, unfortunately, we're meandering through the, the end of it here. We're like, it's not going to be as interesting. The couples are pretty much paired mm-hmm. up. We'll see some fucking engagements, and that'll be that. And then we have Michelle Young season right around the corner, which I think is going to be fascinating to watch, especially with all these rumors a about world the, the world changer. The world But there's all these rumors now coming out about the next Bachelors coming from that season.
1: I mean, that is fascinating. We'll talk about that more on Twibbon this week.
0: Yeah. I don't think we've ever seen anything I mean, like that. I mean, we've never seen a Michelle Young season either. We've never seen a Bachelorette season happen after Paradise before the next Bachelor. It's so that's also unique. A great
1: way to get people to watch Young season.
0: That is true. We'll see if the rumors are true as well. But thank you, everyone, for joining us for this breakdown of tonight's big game. We will be back in 48 short hours with This Week in Bachelor Nation to discuss all the happenings in our beloved nation. And again, if you have not pre-ordered How to Win the Bachelor on Amazon.com, please do that. Because like I said, we're going to be having some benchmarks that when we hit them, we're going to be doing some weird things. That's all I'll say.
1: (laughs) Or wherever you get your books.
0: (laughs) Or wherever you get your books, yes. (laughs) But before we go, as always, what is that duob at?
1: It has been 7,114 days without an Asian bachelor. Praise be our beloved game.
0: Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then. Creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now there's fiber skincare. They have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back. No questions asked.
1: You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber Skincare.
0: Sweaters. Candles. The dreaded bathrobe, unfortunately, Mother's Day gifts can be a little predictable and boring. That's why an Aura frame is the perfect gift to mix things up this year. It was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter. Aura frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. My mom loves hers. I'm throwing pictures of Skabooly and our cat up there. She's laughing. She's texting me. He's so cute. I wish I could meet him. Cute. It's the next best thing to, to meeting my cat, really.